love in action, well, those are glimpses of the very presence of God. That's grace. Love in action is the manifestation of the one who is love. From Chicago, it's the Old St. Pat's Podcast Sunday Series, a show that highlights weekly reflections from Old St. Patrick's Church. Lending a helping hand, providing a listening ear, offering a shoulder to cry on, or saying a few encouraging words. In what ways do you manifest kindness and love throughout your day? Today, Father Pat McGrath explains the importance of putting love in action and encourages us to demonstrate small acts of generosity and kindness so we can help others catch a glimpse of what God is really like. And Paul says, I will show you a still more excellent way. And you hear those words, that poetry of this letter to the church at Corinth, those Corinthians, as soon as you hear those words, as you hear the beginning lines, love is patient, love is kind, you look for a bride and a groom somewhere. <laughs> we could do one right now. Come on, step right up. <laughs> There's a reason couples so often choose this hymn to charity, as it's sometimes called by scripture scholars, why it's chosen for weddings and anniversaries and special celebrations of committed love. There's something beautiful that speaks to our heart, and there is something profound in the pragmatism of it all, the practicality of it all. Patience, kindness, not boastful, not pompous, doesn't gloat in someone else's suffering or loss. It's an unbelievably practical manual for what love in action looks like. Couldn't be more direct. They tell us that the context for Paul's letter to the Corinthians was something he was noticing or hearing about that had grown up in that community. He knew them well, and the community would gather together as those nascent Christian communities would that Paul and others had started, and they would, they would come together to tell the story again of what they had come to believe about Jesus. They'd break the bread and celebrate Eucharist together, those earliest Christians. Good so far. But then the Corinthians Paul had heard would celebrate and have a meal together after the Eucharist. Great idea. Maybe pancakes. <laughs> but what he heard was that the members of the Christian community who had means, who had a little bit of money, well, they brought really great food and drink for their post-Eucharist meal. And the others, who didn't have as much money or means, brought less or little to the meal. And so immediately after the Eucharist, there was this sense of division. There was this sense of an unfair experience. There was a sense that maybe we're not all in this together. Paul gets wind of this and he writes a letter, this first letter to the Corinthians. And in three movements, he addresses this division. He addresses this fragmentation that he perceives growing among them. First, he says, there's a lot of gifts, many gifts in the community, prophecy, healing, preaching, 
service. There's a lot of gifts, but one gift giver. All the gifts have been given by God. And so there's a unity in the expression of the gifts. Movement two, Paul says, there are many parts to this body of Christ. You are all the members, the parts of the body of Christ, and it's one body that works together. He goes into that somewhat silly language where he says, you know, the hand cannot say to the foot, I don't need you anymore. And so to address the growing lack of unity in the Corinthian community, he uses this image of the body of Christ, the body that has many parts that must must work together as a whole, as one. And the third movement is this text. So now he's told them about the many gifts. He's reminded them that they're the body of Christ, unified. But I'm going to tell you now, Paul says, a still more excellent way. And thus comes this beautiful, disarming, simple message about love in action rather than just love in words. Love manifested in deeds, not empty promises. Love manifested in the the simplest of actions in the course of a day and kindnesses and good things so often simply not even noticed. But nonetheless, this, Paul says, this is what it looks like to be Christians. This, Paul says, is what an activated faith life looks like. As he concludes this section of instruction, he has this language about, we see things only partially. We we understand things only partially. And many things will fade away. But love endures. Love abides. Love is what we'll hold and remember. Oh, in the course of our lives, Paul says, we'll be challenged to understand deep theological assertions. We'll we'll be challenged with the realities of our day and the heaviness of our world. But love is the ultimate pathway to purpose and meaning. Love is what will perdure, and love is what you're called to be. But partial glimpses we get, Paul says. Glimpses of what? Partial understanding, he says, not the full picture. Partial understanding of what? Well, what Paul's reminding us of today for us here in our little corner of the world is this. Love and action, well, those are glimpses of the very presence of God. That's grace. Love in action is the manifestation of the one who is love. This God we've come to know in Jesus. And so never discount, Paul says, even the smallest acts of generosity and kindness. Even the simplest and seemingly most insignificant realities of a busy day. Don't discount it because there, there you've caught a partial glimpse of what God is like what God seeks to be present to us as. And so it is, and yet we know, as those Corinthians knew, 
that the realities of our day can weigh heavily, that our own brokenness or the brokenness of the world or the worries of the day can feel like a cloud that blocks the, even that partial vision, or the heaviness of pandemics or violence and warfare in our city and across the globe, we can feel as if there's not even partial glimpses of this goodness, this kindness, this grace. But we came here this morning to be reminded of this truth. We came here this morning to tell the story again that we've staked our lives upon. We came here this morning to hear again that your call and mine is to live that love in very concrete ways. And we've come here to be fed by the one who is love so that we might go into the world recognizing that the world may not want our kindness and our patience and our humility, but that's what we'll bring. You see, we Catholics live with, live with this bias, this notion of the sacramentality of the world, this deep down trust and belief that everything has the possibility, everything can manifest God to us in some small way, some grand way. St. Francis de Sales says, every moment comes to us pregnant with the possibility of God. Every moment. And yet, we miss it. Our vision gets clouded. Our minds get preoccupied. All sorts of things take us away from the centrality of the simplicity of the call. I'll tell you a more excellent way of living, Paul says. And so we pray for the grace to pay attention and to notice and to put love into action in these sorts of deeds. We want to pay attention to our lives so that we might recognize in the everydayness the extraordinary, that we might witness to the presence of the grace of God in the seemingly mundane and everyday. The great writer Frederick Buechner says that his whole life's work, if he had to sum it up, would be to say, I've tried simply to say to people, listen to your life. Listen to your life for the unfathomable mystery that it is. In both the mundane and the glorious, he writes. And in the end, recognize that all moments are key moments. And life itself is grace. We want to be the people who have been so seized by the love of the God we know in Jesus that in simple and in grand ways that love gets shared. That that love in action is manifested in a hurting world. That light in darkness, healing for wounds, that's us. And that in the simplest ways, grand things happen. In the simplest gestures of kindness and patience and humility and bearing with one another, as Paul would say, God is with us and is inviting us to more. And the kingdom is closer. Never underestimate the power of love in action. Never underestimate the importance of love and action. Never underestimate 
that in the end, it's all that really matters. St. John of the Cross wrote, in the evening of life, we will be measured simply on love. In the evening of life, when the darkness falls on our final day, the measure of our lives will be love. Love measured out in kindness. Love measured out in patience. Love measured out in building up rather than tearing down, of listening rather than talking. Love made real. Love in deeds. Love is the more excellent way. As we make our way through these days that can feel so challenging, as we make our ways through these days that can feel so heavy, remember that you are the body of Christ, that we together are the body of Christ, each of us members together. Keep in mind that we come here in this holy place on a cold Sunday morning, and whatever state your faith is in, strong as ever, or you limp your way here, hear this, hear this. We are called to this vocation of love in the world. We are sent to be the body of Christ for the body of Christ. We know the more excellent way. We've tasted, touched, and seen this presence of God in our lives. And we've been missioned to go send, we've been missioned to go share it, to live it, to witness to it. May we know the grace today to live that better way. May we know the grace to be his companions this week. Time now for announcements and events. Speaking of love, are you a newly engaged couple? Congratulations! To help with your wedding planning, join us for our next wedding music fair on February 7th from 7 to 8.30 p.m. in the church. Brides, grooms, wedding party members, and extended family are all encouraged to attend. You'll hear a wide selection of beautiful music for a wedding celebration performed by a number of instrumentalists and singers who are regularly available to assist at Old St. Patrick's wedding celebrations. There's a $10 donation per person at the door. For more info, please visit oldstpats.org wedding music. Also on February 7th, join Encore to hear Jim Bauman's talk titled Good Writing Skills, Not Just Diagramming Sentences. In his presentation, he'll review his career as a newspaper editor and how he used humor rather than redlining to improve his staff's craft. For more details about the presentation on February 7th, please see oldstpats.org. Then on February 12th, you're invited to celebrate a special St. Valentine's Day Mass with us at 6 p.m. All are welcome. Thank you for listening to today's episode. The homily was originally given at the 10 a.m. Mass on Sunday, January 30th by Father Pat McGrath. For more information about all resources available, visit our website at oldstpats.org. To stay up to date with new episodes, please follow us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the Old St. Pat's app. Find us on Twitter at Old St. Pat's and on Instagram at Old St. Pat's Chicago. You've been listening to the Old St. Pat's Podcast.